The following presentation is brought to you by KMmedia.pro. Please visit KMmedia.pro for more information. Now stay right where you are as we present. Welcome to Positive Talk Radio, evolving ideas, one conversation at a time. Great guests, dynamic stories and interviews, plus new thoughts on a wide range of topics and concepts. I hope that you'll hang with me, Kevin McDonald, my friends, and of course, you, as together we work to understand why we are all here and what we can do to make our world a better place for all of us to be happy, be kind, and live in peace together. Yep, that's Positive Talk Radio. Hello, everybody. My name is Kevin McDonald, and we are here because we're going to get to talk to a, a great young man here in just a second who's, who's an author and an entrepreneur, and he's done all kinds of things in his life. And one specific thing I have to ask him about, but we'll get into that in a second. But first, I have to welcome Dana Parker here. Dana from Inner World Movement. How are you, my friend? So good, Kevin. I'm really happy to be here. Per usual, I love Fridays because I get to spend it with you, and we always have incredible guests that I just get so excited to learn more and hear more about. So we do, we do indeed, and uh, it's 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 great to have Kevin and I have been on a bit of a journey uh, to try and get this <laughs> figured figured out and to get us scheduled and stuff like that. It's been like uh, this will work, no, that won't work, and this will work, but no, that won't work, and then it mm-hmm. got it worked, and then it didn't work, and now it's here. So we're here, and we're all good. Yeah. So, uh, um, Kevin Kehoe is our guest. Is, is it Kehoe? It is Kehoe. Yeah, Kevin Kehoe. Yay! I did it correctly. Um, and he's our guest. He's an author. He's an entrepreneur. He's uh, lived life to the fullest, and uh, he's got lots of things to say about his experiences in all kinds of things that he's done. He's been an executive. He's owned companies. He's, he's done really a lot of things. But the thing that I was struck by the most was because we're relatively the same age. Um, at one time, you were an athlete that was trying to become a professional football player. Is that correct? I was. And did, uh, not nearly good enough, apparently. So that, <laughs> that dream went by the wayside. So. <laughs> well, but uh, I wanted to ask you now, we're of the same age. Did you try out for a pro team? Yeah, I mean, the way it was done in New York, where I was living at the time, I played college football at uh, State University, New York, Stony Brook. Um, And after that, there was a number of different what you call semi-pro teams, right, that you could play on. And so it would be guys who are washed up or guys who are really trying to get on, right, to something. So I, I went into that league, and that was kind of the way it was done back then that I could get some of the New York Jets or New York Giants scouts to look at me, right? Um, And so um, it never worked out after that. I got some looks, but um, I didn't get any contract, I can tell you that. Well, I I didn't. I see. I didn't know because in those days, of course, uh, Frank Gifford was on uh, the Giants. Uh, and uh, the New York team and 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 several other folks that that I wasn't as familiar with the Giants as I was like Baltimore and some of the other teams. But in yeah, any event, I would because I, that was always my dream to uh, play professional football, but I was too short and, and stuff and wasn't wasn't big enough. So anyway, I was um, apparently too slow. So 
there you go. There, there is that. There is that. So, <laughs> um, so tell us a little bit about the, the book you've written and what was the premise behind the book? Uh, the book I've written is uh, One Hit Wonder, right? The Real Life Adventures of an Average Guy, Lessons Learned Along the Way. And it kind of came about over about two, three years, um, drinking wine and telling stories, right, at the dinner table. And I've got a million stories, right? Things that happened in my life. And people thought I was lying about a lot of this stuff. Like, you didn't do that. I'm like, no, I, I totally did that. Um, and so they said, you should write a book. And I said, okay, I think I'll go try and do that. So mm. the basic premise was I had a lot of stories and adventures. And then the little hook was there's got to be some lesson in there that everyone can learn, right? You could, you could take the heart and do something with it in your life. So that's kind of how the whole thing came came to be. Well, you know, I don't think you're a one-hit wonder at all. I think that you are 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 pretty uh, magnificent with all the things that you've done in your life, and and running companies, and uh, and developing different things, and and stuff, and and uh, so I would I would consider whatever you've done in your life to be a a a ginormous success. Yeah, thank, thank you. you. And by you? the way, the one-hit wonder wasn't me, right? The one hit wonder is those people that wrote a song, you heard it on the radio, and people dismissed them as, well, that's the only thing they ever did. They were a one hit wonder. And I said, do you know how hard they probably worked to make that one song? They probably, they probably wrote a whole bunch of other songs that never made it. They may have even liked those songs better. And I said, I think the one hit wonder is kind of a hero. Right. Mm -hmm. They try every day. They may not succeed every day, but they show up every day. Right. Wow. Well, and I'll tell you, for every one hit wonder, there are uh, probably a hundred bands that tried just as hard and had nothing and, had didn't, nothing. Didn't, and didn't get anywhere. So, exactly right. So I always thought the one hit wonder and it came up. Um, it came up um, at the company I started, the software company in 2013. And um, it was, we just got a new office, right? The two of us who started it, we now had 10 employees, had a new office, and we were sitting there at lunch. And a song came on the radio. And it was a song that I knew. And I said, oh, who wrote that? And someone said, that was so-and-so. They were a real one-hit wonder. And I mm. said, mm, how many hits do you have? He's like, what? I got, how many hits do you have? I said, I got none. Okay. I would kill to be a one hit wonder every day. Mm -hmm. to do something that was that good that people would remember forever. Right. And have that satisfaction. And so that's kind of how it all came about. Wow. Well, you know, when you, when you look at the, like the uh, one hit wonder, the one that comes to mind for me is uh, the Rembrandts. Are you familiar with them? They wrote, they wrote the, the theme for, friends so oh. they had the one hit wonder that is played in like a hundred billion markets all over the country right. all over the world and everyone knows and everyone knows everyone knows it yeah and they'll and they'll know it forever yeah i mean that that's a spectacular accomplishment in my opinion yeah and the I only agree. way you did it is you had to show up every day you, you had to keep at it it's just so that's such a good point it's isn't it interesting how just a shift of perspective can change how you feel about a word or a phrase. 
And, and like, you just did that for me, Kevin is, is shifting that perspective. It's like, I will never, ever view one hit wonder the same way. It will be a totally Excellent. different experience <laughs> now moving forward from one little interaction with you. And, and I'm, I'm guessing that that's kind of the foundation of your book, right? Is, is these little, these experiences that we have in our life, they can be profound in the perspective shifts that they bring. Um, and, and maybe that's not, I don't know, but. No, uh, I, I think you're right. I think they can be significant, maybe not always profound, but significant, which is important. And, you know, as I said, after um, we met, we had that conversation, he was a little like, are, are, are you kidding me? I'm like, actually, I'm not. I said, you know what I would really like? I said, I would love to be in a bar in Hawaii drinking Mai Tais five years from now with you guys because we made this thing a hit, right? We, we made something great. I said, I would kill for that experience. Yeah. And so that was kind of how the whole concept came. Wow. And did you end up in that bar on in Hawaii? Not yet. Five years later? No? Not yet. You know, a, a funny thing happens when, you know, in business, um, when you get bought out, right? We, we, were, we were purchased. Um, and everything changes, right? I mean, the, the old entrepreneurial days where it was run and gun, people were excited about stuff. Um, once you get the corporate financial people in, um, I'm not saying they're not good, but you lose that culture, right? It's gone. And here we are, what, 2022, um, seven, eight years later. And of the original 10, um, I think there's five left and they're all thinking about leaving, right? It's, it's like, it's not the same thing, right? And they really love that experience, which is, which is what I think is important, right? I mean, it's great to make money, but it's much more important to have kind of that experience where you can do something that's really significant, right? Um, I'm very proud of it, actually. <laughs> as well you should be, as well you should be. And what what decided you to get started you know, with the software company? Um, good question. I had been a consultant um, in uh, the landscape, construction, and snow and ice management world. So th there, are there are companies all over the country that are contracting companies that are in that business. Um, as a matter of fact, there's, there's over $100 billion in, in landscape, um, construction, snow and ice management companies. It's a huge industry. So yeah. we wrote um, what's called an ERP, um, business management software system. It does everything. It's your CRM, it's your sales automation, um, it's your estimating pricing, it's your scheduling, production, payroll, um, purchasing, invoicing, accounting, right? It's just the whole thing. You, wow. you run your whole company on that. And that's what we built. Wow. What made you think of that? Um, because I had been a consultant in the industry for like 25 years before that. And I met a fellow who was a coder um, and he was... Um, he was unhappy with his partners and he came to me and said, uh, I'm unhappy with my partners. And I said, well, I don't know. What do you want me to do? Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> and he says, I want to buy them out, but I don't have the money. I said, okay, how much do you need? He told me, I said, okay, I'll write that check, but I want half the company. Right. And you know, a few other things. And so we, um, 
built, built the prospectus and offer, gave it to his two partners. And the day we did that, um, the, the contract had like a poison pill provision in it and they fired him that very day. So he was shown the door by his two partners, right? They gave How him the rude. money and said, yeah, it was quite rude, um, but it's very businesslike. And plan B was, um, we'll write a brand new product. And, and that was important because um, the product he had at the time was not really mobile, right? Mobile oriented nor cloud enabled, right? Which is where the whole, the whole world was going in 2013. Oh, <laughs> we well, froze up there for just a second. Um, so, but now, now, now you're back. Now you're back. So, I am back. Um, yes, yes, indeed. So, by the way, we're talking with Kevin Kehoe. He is the author of the book, The One Hit Wonder. And you can pick that up at Amazon and, and your website. What, where can they go to to find out more about you, sir? Um, they can go to our book website. It's called onehitwonder.site, S-I-T-E. And there's a whole bunch of stuff there about the author, about the book, the chapters. There's um, I, I write a blog like every week. Um, I'm, write, I'm, I'm kind of the blogs I'm writing are like about a chapter because the chapter had a point. And I'll write something about it, which I think is a good lesson, which you should remember. And the last chapter I just finished writing was was about love and, you know, and friends you have forever. And I said, it's, it's so rare to have friends from high school still for most of us. Um, but if you do and you still have them, I said, what a great thing. Right. Um, and so we did that. And then I've been writing about my cancer because uh, I'm enrolled in a trial. It's called a uh, first in human. Right. I'm in a group of first 20 humans who are getting this thing um, in California. Um, and so, I mean, we are hopeful, right? As my cross of my fingers, um, that, that this will have a great effect on us. And it's, it's really exciting and I, I won't go too far on it, but you know, the um, surgery, I've had seven, chemo, way too much. Uh, radiation, I really can't get anymore. Um, and so this particular therapy is your own cells. So they took blood out of my body, they spun it, right? To get all these, what they call NK cells out, the killer cells, and then supercharge them and then give them back to me, right? So that, yeah. that's what they're trying to do. That is the new technology and it is, from what I've been reading about it, it's very, very promising. It's wow. very promising, yeah, it's super promising. Um, uh, and, and so, um, I, I mean, yeah, it's super promising and, and there, you know, so little side effects, right? I mean, chemo is awful, uh, obviously surgery and radiation are awful, but you know, and so there, there's this and you know, you're using your own body's immune system to fight this. I mean, I consider it a beast, right? Cancer is a beast, right? It's, it just, it's terrible. I lost my brother a year and a half ago due to. Uh, I am four. sorry. Okay. I, it, I, you know, I, I've lost friends to it also, Kev. It and it happens. It happens, and and you know the the thing is, our walk here in life is so short. Um, and when we get, <laughs> I have to tell you, I'm getting, I'm I'm a I'm a couple years younger than you, but not very much, and I never thought 
that when I would get, you know, when you get to be our age, like I have an older sister, and I look at her and go, man, you're old. And it's like, <laughs> we are, we, you know, then, but then you have the opportunity to look at the sum of your life and what you've accomplished and, and what you've done and, and uh, the people you've affected. And it really, it, it, it really is a self-reflective time. Is that one of the reasons why you wrote the book? You know, some of it was in there. I mean, I, I, I wrote an article. I, I can't remember everything in it now, but, you know, my mission statement or purpose, right? You know, you have mission statement, purpose. Under that, you have values that you think are essential to the way you execute that. Then after that, you have rules for living. And that's what my book's about. It's really about my rules, right? Mine. Um, and um, the, the, the idea behind my mission was wherever you go, leave the place better than you found it. That's it. Right? Leave it better than you found it. Right? Um, yep. And that's always been my kind of approach to things. It's a, it's a real solid approach. Dana, what do you think? Yeah, I love that. I would love to hear. So that do you do you categorize that as your mission statement or your Pretty purpose? Much. And how yeah, do you I would say that's that's my purpose, I guess, is you know, you know, what are you doing every day? Um, well, you're going to be somewhere every day. And, um, and and obviously you have other things you'll do. I'll, I'll be in software. You'll be in something else. You know, someone else will be in something else as they execute. Um, but, you know, the, the whole idea is that, uh, and I think it's quite powerful, actually, that, that, that that's the thing that you do, right? Because, mm -hmm. how do I say this? Um, sometimes people don't do that, right? I mean, they shortcut stuff and things like that. And I get it. I understand it. But I, I think you cheat yourself when you do that. Yeah. Can but you give me an example of that? Like what that would like, because it's, it's, I, I hear the concept. What's a, a real example that, that you'd say would explain that? Oh, well, um, let's see. I'm thinking of some of the chapters in the book. Um Well, the software, right? Writing the software company, right? Um, uh, the, the, the thing we did and how we did it to build the team with the culture and everything else we had to do, you know, is you, you set a standard for what your product is, right? We want to get this thing done without this many days that, that deliver this kind of performance. Um, you know, in my own family, I'm the oldest of six, right? Irish Catholics from, from New York City um, and uh, Catholic school, born and raised, right? A whole routine and i think a lot of that was taught back in those days right that 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 that, that don't shortcut things right you know put a real effort in etc um and i think it, i think i've tried to do it in most everything i've done um like i think in the book i wrote a story about what i do in the beginning of every day mm. i said i don't know what you do but i get up and, and i i say prayers for people who, who need grace and mercy. And, and I've learned this because the, the untold suffering cancer visits on people is, is something I, I never understood. So that, that disease changed my entire view on, on people and suffering. Um, mm. and, and so once I did that, then I'd say, number, question number one, who am I gonna be today? And number two, what am I gonna do to do that? And that mm. could be a project, right? I had, some, I had, I had to make some sales calls you know, I, I had to do something with the software design. I mean, I'm not a coder, right? I'm a salesperson. And so um, 
you know, developing the best sales process in the world, right? All those things, I think, I may not be answering your question exactly, but I think I am. Yeah. No, you, you, you did just, you did really good. You yeah. did just fine. Because, you know, the, the thing is, when we get to look back at, at our time here um, and what we've accomplished and the people that we've helped and the people that uh, have been influenced by the things that we've done in our life, it, it really is, you know, there are a lot of people that, uh, that do take that shortcut. They don't worry about taking care of other people, to be kind to other people, to be, to be loving and to be, um, um, and to be helpful. And uh, they're, they're a lot more self-centered than that uh, until they get to a certain point where you and I are close to being, you know, at where we can look at the sum total of our life and um, we can either be proud of it or we can have regrets. My, my mission yeah, I, I, I think that's true. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I'd hate to have regrets. Um, yes. I, I, how do I say this? I, I feel like I've done some good things in my life and I'm not done yet. Right. I, I want to do some no. other things in my life. Um, but but the mission and the, and the method really hasn't changed a lot. It's just that I'm doing different things now. You know, I'm, I'm like retired. Right. When they, when they bought us out. They didn't want me anymore, so they just sent me out and said, "Here's your money, go away." Right, um, and so I took a significant portion of that money and created a, a philanthropic organization, a foundation that I'm hoping my daughter, uh, my nieces and nephews will, will will be able to extend it to multiple generations. Right, by giving, you know, and teaching them how to give and how important that is, um, and and so that's like a job I have now. Right, is is kind of getting them in that world. And I think that's a good example, leaving the place, leaving the world a better place. I mean, I can go out and buy a Lamborghini, but I'm not going to do that. <laughs> you know, I don't a bigger house. I'm not going to do it. I, I don't need it. I don't want it. Um, and so we, uh, it's actually, we're actually having some fun doing it, you know, with my brother, um, my sister, my daughter, who's 30 years old now, um, and just got engaged last weekend. Yay. Congratulations. <laughs> Um, and my, my nephews, right. They're all involved in this. And, uh, I think it's good. I think it's fun. Do you recognize the kind of legacy that you are leaving? Um, regardless of how long that we're living, um, the, the legacy of putting that together, a philanthropic in organization that can, that can literally, um, transcend, uh, generations and will be here for a very long time. Uh, that if I can't think of anything better uh, on on my last as an example, I'll, I'll, I'll use myself as an example. On my last day of this in, on this planet, I will be very grateful for the opportunity that I've had to talk to people like you to create the shows that I've Thank created you. over time and uh, um, that that I've actually made a difference. I've really worked, and whether it's real or imaginary, I've, I have tried to make a difference in the world. And so consequently, I will be on, when it's time to go, when the expiration on the bottom of my foot says it's time to go, which, by the way, I can't see. Uh, but, <laughs> but when it's, it's that day, then I'll, I'll be able to look back and say I've, I've accomplished my mission. I've done the best I can. Mm-hmm. And that's all any of us can ask for, it. I think. I, I think so. Right. Do the best you can. Leave the place better than, than you found it. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. Sacrifice. Be responsible. Right. Have integrity. Um, be generous in what you do. Right. All, all those types of things are like these filters in my world. It's just my world 
that are, are part of the way I approach things, right? Um, and so um, it's, it's really nice, um, you know, to have, believe me, I never thought I'd be where I am today. It just, <laughs> there's just no way. Right, I don't think so anybody does. <laughs> I think because there's, that? I don't think anybody, I, I think that that's a common human experience to just, to be, you know, I never thought I'd be where I am either. And, um, and, and I think that that's just part of the, the magic of the human experience, you know, is. Yeah, probably you know, right. Very right. Unknown. Everything is unknown. And to get comfortable with not knowing is, I think, part of the journey that we all face. You know, so when you have a disease like I have, um, and I'm, I'm going to go another 20 years, so whatever it takes, I'm going to do it. Um, I mean, you, you think about your mortality, obviously. You know, and one yeah. of the very simple things is, where am I going to end up? Right? right? Where right. am I going to end up? Yeah. So my wife and I went out about two and a half years ago and to a cemetery in Southern California and we bought our place. Right. Yep. And, and we're going to look at the Pacific ocean, you know, um, uh, for forever. Right. Um, and she's younger than I am, but you know, you do, you think about your, your mortality, mm -hmm. um, but you can't obsess on it, you know, yeah. um, because it just gets in the way. Uh, and believe me, there are days when I'm very depressed. I mean, that's yeah. just, I mean, but you know, I think you go through it and you shake it off and you say, mm -hmm. give it your best. Just, just keep going. Right. Yeah. Um, um, and, and so, you know, in regard to that cemetery thing, um, you know, you, you, what's on it. And I said, I obviously want my start date and my end date, right. My end date. Right. <laughs> I want those. Um, but I, I wanted to say son, brother, husband, father, uncle, hopefully grandfather, and warrior, mm. right? That's what I wanted to say on, on that stone. So we've already thought all this out, so. Wow. Well, then that's that's great. Well, you've got, you've got I, I don't know, 30 years to kind of re, revisit it and, and to look at it again and, and change it because you, you're, you're not going any, you Your spirit is too strong. You're not going anywhere. Oh, I hope so. I hope so. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I just try and stay positive all the time about this stuff, you know? Yeah. And it's, you know, it's, you know, the reality sometimes is, is difficult. There were two, two gals, two young ladies, I mean, not young in their 50s who the three of us were kind of diagnosed at the same time. Wow. Right? Uh, um, and, um, and, and they're gone, right? Two years yeah. now. And I'm still here. Mm -hmm. um, and so I asked my oncologist, Whoa, how does that happen? She goes, I don't know. She says, your cancer may have been a good actor. Right. Uh, and maybe they had a bad actor, their cancer. Mm -hmm. And so that's the working title for my next book about my cancer experience, Good Actor. <laughs> I love it. Yes. That's incredible. And I, you know what, Kevin, I, I, so I'm an intuitive life coach. And one of the things, the areas that I'm most passionate about is, is emotional intelligence and emotions. And I just, I just want to share with you, like, to, to really that recommitment to being positive and to come back to that positivity is so important and it's not possible to stay there ever for anyone. 
And that, that understanding of, I like to see emotions and our experiences of going through, you know, situational depression, which that's something I'm sure you, you're, you're experiencing. They're like waves and those waves come and they flow and they come and they flow or they go. Right. And we allow ourselves to feel it. And then what it does is it's, it's releasing as you release emotions, which by the way, it's so fascinating. Every time you cry, your the chemical compositions in your tears is different every time. And so hmm. literally there's a releasing that happens when you allow yourself to feel those emotions. And I like to kind of give myself a little time frame. If I'm going through something really hard, I'll be like, okay, right. today, tonight, I'm feeling it. And then tomorrow I'm going to get back up and I'm going for positive, right? And right. so allowing yourself that that human experience, it's like, it's so normal and it's so beautiful. And actually on a soul level, what's been fascinating for me as I've really tapped into the emotions is my soul. When that wave passes, that wave of intense negative emotion passes, I can sense within my soul, a soul fulfilling experience. Like my soul is like offering gratitude that I just allowed it to have the human experience. And so it's been such a beautiful, like, ebb and flow with emotions in my life as I've been through hard things. And I, I just felt to share that with you because I, I want you to know that all of that, is, it's beautiful, normal, and the, the negative emotions, your soul is having an experience with them that's valuable and there's learning from it. There's growth from it. And it makes the positive highs even more beautiful, right? Because of the contrast of the two. And so I commend you for honoring that, for being real with that, because that vulnerability is not always easy to be like, yeah, there are some days where I'm, I seriously feel depressed about the situation and what's going on. That's not easy to say. And we all wish we could stay positive. But the reality is you sharing that so being so real and, and giving other people, especially other men permission to feel those emotions, which often we feel weak when we're in them. And that's one of the Mm -hmm. uh, male's greatest fear is to be weak. Right. But it's actually so brave and so strong to allow yourself to feel and to be okay in it, to act, to face those. I I call it Buffalo courage. You know, buffaloes are fascinating because they're different than cows. When they sense a storm coming or emotions, this is how I'm comparing it. When they sense a storm coming, they turn, they face it and they run through it. And cows run from the storm and they actually stay in the storm longer than buffaloes. And so that (laughs) buffalo courage is so, so incredible. And I I feel that that it's, it's part of the human experience. If we can turn and face the emotion, give ourselves that time and feel that we are so courageous to do so. And, and for you, especially with all your successes and, and who you are as a man to face those things and to really look at those things, I just, I commend you for sharing that, for being open with that. And I think it's so powerful and we really do, we really do need more men in this world. We deserve more men in this world that are willing to say, Hey, yeah, I'm struggling and, and it's okay. Yeah. Amen so, to that. Thank you. Thank you, Kevin. Sure. You know, and and I will tell you, you know, you mentioned that uh, you were diagnosed at the same time as a couple other folks, and yeah. they're gone. And yeah, Diane I, and Susan. Yeah, I will tell you that I think one of the things, because of your energy, the fact that you have got a lot to do, 
mm-hmm. that you're by no means done, that you are started a a charity. You've got uh, your daughter who's going to get married. You've got a grandchild that'll be coming sooner or later. <laughs> all of these things, I really honestly believe that the energy that you're putting into that affects your outcome. And I th- and, and doctors will tell you that. Um, and so just keep on, yeah, yes. keep on doing what you're doing. Get up every day and take, you know, dust yourself off and get ready to to uh, make a impact in the world every day. Leave it better than you than you found it, and yeah. uh, and you you will be able to do things on your own terms. Mm. I appreciate that. Yeah, you know, it's I don't know how you say it. It's, it's almost become my life. Yeah. Like I don't remember my life before cancer now. Yeah. Right? It's eight eight years. Right. right. And, and and it's almost like I can't recall what I was and how we live because we live very differently now. Right. Right. Um, there are significant, how would you say, um, a significant decrease in things you can do, can't do. Um, and, and the amount of time that you have wrapped up in this thing is unbelievable. Yeah. Um, and, and so. Uh, I, I think that, you know, my wife has been, I, I couldn't ask for anybody better, right? Um, I mean, she is, she has been, um, uh, believe me, I couldn't do it without her. Yeah. She's, she's kept me in the game. So. Wow. That's- it is awesome that you, that you found somebody that, that, uh, you can, you can go down this road with and, uh, you, you know, and, yeah, like Some I said, from- I know you didn't. I didn't know. I know you didn't sign up for this, Lorraine. But this is what you got. Yeah, yeah. Will says we'll get through it. I'm like, okay. Yeah, uh, isn't that the yeah. truth though? In, in, in any relationship, like you don't know what you're signing up for, really. You just don't. And, you know? and that's the power, I think, of love and that commitment, and it deepens you when you go through. This is the the fascinating thing that I'm observing, and I know I know I'm young, and I'm speaking from a young perspective, but. I love to observe life. I love to observe patterns. I love to observe what makes relationships tick, how they work, why, what makes them deep. And what I'm finding is people who who navigate hard situations together and can do it in, in, in a way that is connective, um, which that in and of itself is easier said than done. I, I do acknowledge 100% that. But to do that, it deepens your relationship in a way that is so profound that you will experience a relationship that most people will not in their lifetime. Yeah. You will never experience that that, that deepness and richness of love that you guys experience as you navigate through this. That is a gift. That is a gift. Oh, you have no idea how deep this is. Yeah. Some some of us go through life and don't get to have that. Um, Right. You know, but uh, it's it's awesome that that you are that that you're you're and and you've got a a, a big family around you. Yes, I do. You were one of six. One of six. My mother's still alive. Wow. Yeah, she's ninety-two. I think. Oh, right that's now. incredible. Good for and, her. Yeah. Uh, yes, I do have family, which is great. That's great. My wife. I, I have what I consider pretty good group of friends, right? That, that are really interested in me and what I'm experiencing. Right. And they show it. Um, And and when I get down, like the other day I was feeling down about it and I get a, I get a text 
And it's interesting because the text was from the guy who I, I talked about the one hit wonder in that meeting earlier. Oh, right? wow. <laughs> and he says, how's it going? And it changed my entire day. Right. Yeah. I said, I'm here. I'm working hard. Hey, I'd love to see pictures of your kids. Can you send them? Right. Yeah. And yeah. So that's it was pretty beautiful. good. That's beautiful. I love it. So I have a question about your book. Do you mind if we, we shift and just, yeah, I, I, Please. I'm, I'm wondering um, if you could pick out, you know, there's a bunch of life lessons in there. I would love to hear uh, what is one of your, like off the top of your head, what's one that just sticks out that's like one of your maybe more favorites? Um, you know, some of the, the, some of the stuff is like funny. Some of it is yeah. like, I, I don't, I haven't read it in two months. So I got to take a look at all the chapters. I love there. it. Yes. Uh, let me see. Oh yeah. I mean, one of them I, I, I like, I mean, there's a bunch of them. I, obviously there's a lot of them I really like because I wrote about them. Yeah. Um, <laughs> They made it um, in the book. That's <laughs> oh yeah, they, they did. Um, and one of them was I call build a door, mm. right? And, and build a door means you know, life's not going to give you opportunities that you just have to jump on. Sometimes, and that's a Milton Berle quote. Sometimes you have to build a door, right? Mm. Your own door. And the story behind it was I had finished my MBA program, um, and like much of my life, highly unplanned, right? Like I didn't have like, <laughs> I'm going to do this. And I, I was very unplanned. A lot of things. I mean, more go with the flow type of stuff. And so um, I joined the company out of my MBA program uh, and I've been fired six times in my life, by the way. Um, and that was the last time. Um, and I got fired and I thought, okay, this won't be tough. I'll be able to get a job. I'm super talented. People will love me. Um, and, 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 and I'll get, I'll get work. Well, it didn't happen. Um, and, and so uh, I spent nine months before I got two offers, nine months. And so wow. after the first 30 days, what I learned was I have to make finding a job my job. Yes. So I, yes. Shower, I, I showered every day. I got dressed. I sat down. Right? Wow. This is 1983, right? We're talking about <laughs> IBM computers with two floppy disks. There's no <laughs> cell phones, no cell phones, no <laughs> internet, right? And-, and by five or six months in, I was totally um, frustrated. Um, and, yeah. and so I was going through like a, a contact book and I saw the name of my accounting professor from Southern Methodist University. That, that's where I did my MBA. Um, I called him up and I said, I'm not getting a job. He goes, well, what are you looking at? And I told him, he goes, he goes Kev, I mean, people aren't gonna hire you because you're you. People are going to hire you because you do something for them. I'm like, oh, and that seems so obvious, but it was like a blinding shot of life, you know? And, and I said, okay, what am I good at? Like, this is how dumb I was, right? What am I good at? And he says, listen, Kev, I, I, I only know you from a couple of classes, but I know I've recognized you're a really good problem solver. You, you, you can distill complex stuff down to a single relevant thing, uh, and you're really good persuading people and stuff. And I said, okay, who does that job? And he goes, consultants do. 
And I said, what's a consultant? <laughs> I didn't even know what consultants were. And he started to explain to me, right? There's Coopers and Libran consultants. There's Bain, right? All these consultants around the planet, you know, that, that people hire. And I said, they pay them for this? He says, yes. <laughs> and so I, it changed everything. So I rewrote my resume. I, I retargeted everything. Um, and that's how it became a consultant. I, and I, by the way, I think it was a job I was born to do. Mm. Right? It was a job. Uh, and, and, and so that experience was, you know, fundamental and significant in my life. Right. Um, one other one, I'll keep it brief. I called cosmic moments. Um, I was working in New York after uh, graduating Stony Brook and I was in a restaurant business and I came out one night, February, because, you know, I'm closing shop, right? It's two o'clock in the morning. I got to get the dishwashers out and the whole routine. And so I get out there and it was one of those days in New York where it rained in the morning, it snowed by noon, it then did a nice storm and then the whole thing froze over into sheet ice. And I came out there, I got in the car and in one move, uh, I'm stuck. I think, oh my God. So I have to go back, open the restaurant. Uh, I, I come back in, um, I call in New York. There's plenty of tow people who'll be around, right? There's there's no waiting, right? It's not the Midwest here. Um, guy comes out, hooks my car up. And it turns out that the car was actually literally frozen to the pavement. pavement. Yeah. It, it, yeah, right. It wasn't a transmission problem. It was frozen to the what? pavement. Wow. Yeah. And in that moment, I had a cosmic moment when I said, I think I'm done with New York. Wow. I said, there must be a place where this weather does not exist. <laughs> and I can go there. And two months later, I, I resigned. I bought a motorcycle and I drove down to uh, Fort Lauderdale, Miami, where I lived for two years. Um, and that was a cosmic moment, right? It, it changed wow. the arc of everything I was doing. So, wow. So when you made the decision to, to do a couple things, quit your job, get on a motorcycle, buy a motorcycle, get on it, and go to Florida, did the people around you say, Kev, 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 slow down. You're, you're <laughs> moving too fast. You're going you're, you know, you're to make a, a, a decision that is going to affect your whole life, yada, 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 and all that kind of stuff. What gave you the intestinal fortitude to do it anyway? I don't know. It, it never... It never seemed like a big deal to me. It wasn't a big risk. Like I knew I could control the outcome to some extent, right? Because um, I could go there and get a job as a bartender, right? If nothing else, and I won't right. starve. Um, I think my mother was very perturbed, but she never really said it. <laughs> Her 22-year-old son is going to get on a motorcycle and drive to Florida, um, mm -hmm. and we're not going to see him again. Like we had never been like in New Jersey, basically, right? We lived in Long Island and New York. Um, and you know what, Kevin was the same thing when I started a software company, like I never felt the risk was overwhelming. Wow. Does that make sense? Yeah. I, I, I yeah. felt like I could handle it. And if we worked hard enough, we'd do something like I'm never right. frightened to do things. I guess it's weird. So, well, you see, but that's, that's the it's difference again. for you is that, 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 you know, that hard with hard work, because I was in the restaurant business for a long time as well. And you know, that through hard work, you can do anything. And it, because you've got skills and, and you can talk to people and you've got sales skills and you can be a bartender, you can, you can be a waiter. You, you will survive because you've got the skills to be able to do that. 
And that gives yeah. you a, 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 a moment of freedom that a lot of people don't take advantage of. So the other side of the story is the second cosmic moment. Two years later in Fort Lauderdale, Florida, I mean, I'm a bartender, right? Um, I'm, I'm, I'm working a five-star restaurant in the intercoastal waterway. I'm buying drinks. I know everybody. And I was out partying every night, right? Um, and one night I'm sitting in this bar, discotheque kind of thing, right? This is, you know, what, 80, 1980, 81. Um, and I'm drinking a drink, I'm talking with a girl over here, and I pick up the glass and I look through it, and it was like I was looking through a telescope. And I looked at it and I said, I put it down, I go, Kevin, what the hell are you doing? And I, I left the glass there, I told her good night, and I left. Wow. And the next day I went to the library, I don't know where this came from, and I asked the librarian, can you get me some information on applying to MBA programs? <laughs> wow. And that's what I did. And so I, that's how I got out of Florida, right? Because I was going nowhere fast, right? I mean, and the, and the lesson learned on, on, on that thing that I wrote in the book is sometimes you're going in the wrong direction. You, you need to check in with yourself, you know? Mm -hmm. That was the lesson. Well, and, and also the, and the other major thing is to pay attention. Yeah. Because you you could have said you know okay well um, and 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 dismiss that thought saying hey I'm comfortable being a bartender it's a five star restaurant I'm making good money I'm doing but no yeah. it wasn't it wasn't it didn't feed your soul and yeah. you're and and all of us as we continue to move forward we get inspired to do other things and and uh, as things cross our path. We can we can take that as an inspiration, or we can just dismiss it. You don't dismiss those things, which is great. I don't. You know, I, I would say I've had like three or four what I call those cosmic moments in my life where I actually felt like I crossed over to the other side. Mm -hmm. I, I was having an having an experience like a little bit out of my body about yep. things. Um, things got fuzzy. They slowed down a little bit, mm -hmm. and uh, and it was weird. Uh, but by the time it was done, I was very clear, at least in that one case in Florida, that I was done with this lifestyle. Yeah. I, I was not that I was better than it, but I could end up an alcoholic if I keep doing what I'm doing. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And it didn't serve. That's why I felt. Yeah. It, it wasn't yeah, that your soul wanted or came for. Yeah. Yeah. You had, so you those had are two stories in my book. I love that. And the, those are those are really awesome. Those and, are yeah, so you're going to write another book, and uh, I'm starting and maybe, to outline it now. Yeah, uh, good for good for you, and just just keep just keep on keeping on. You know, it's 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 great it's great that that you're doing you're doing this, and uh, and I appreciate having you here. It's this yeah. is great fun, and you're going to be on KKNW on the uh, 11th of May, which is the radio. Of May. Yeah. Yep. Which is okay. if you'll if you'll have me, I think I think uh, uh, we've got that on the books already. Yeah, I think we do actually. Yep. And uh, if if you'll if you'll have it, then, then that's on KKNW eleven fifty AM in Seattle. So that, you know, that I, would be I, yeah, I mean, you guys have been great. It's a great interview. I mean, I can I can just talk about what I want to talk about, right? And, yeah, <laughs> that's yeah. How this is this is a this is a conversation that that needs to be had by more people around their dinner table and 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 just 
hanging out with each other, talking about things that matter. Yeah, I agree. And one of the things that just keeps coming again and again and again as we're talking, Kevin, is is um, you are an incredible storyteller. Like like it, you're you're fun to talk to and you're really engaging. When you step into storyteller, it is it's like whew, there's something about it that's so incredible and it's engaging and it's fun and you're you have these facial expressions and everything. And you know, what might be an incredible um, gift is to video yourself telling some of these stories and, and right. some of these chapters and what you learned. I'm writing it down. Yeah, because to pass, pass on generationally, you know, what would be incredible? Like if I could have videos of my great grandpa sharing stories from his life, like how beautiful that, and and I would cherish that personally. And, it would be great. And my grandpa, even my, my grandpa was an incredible man that I love and adore. And I feel like I'm so much like him. And to have some of those recorded, and he was a storyteller too. And to have some of those recordings would just like, it would mean the world to me right now. And so to, to video yourself, and um, I would even say a YouTube channel, you know, with, with you telling different stories from these chapters and, and That's a good idea. And, you know, it, it just would be an incredible gift to this world to have your stories in it. Brilliant. That's actually a really good idea. Yeah. Simply, simply brilliant, Dana. Well, and I'll tell you, <laughs> let me, let me tell you a quick, a quick story. Um, my dad, uh, passed away 15 years ago. And I was, I was doing the radio back then, and one of the things I was doing was something called Family Legacies, where I like to interview people about their life that were older and about the sum total of their life. Well, <clears throat> I took my equipment, and I, I interviewed him. We spent an hour, hour and a half, and uh, I got a real – and, you know, my dad was kind of a distant kind of a guy, and he worked for Nordstrom, for, and he worked six days a week. Well, you know the type. And so yeah. he, wasn't, he wasn't real – communicative had just sitting around the dinner table talking about his life. I had to draw it out of him. And mm -hmm. so I was able to do that. And, uh, and un unfortunately he then would discovered that he had lung cancer followed by surgery, followed by a brain bleed, which turned into a stroke and, and he passed away yeah. in the hospital. Awful. And yeah. uh, so we had, a I, I, think, I think it's great to have video, um, messaging like you're talking about, you know, that could be YouTube channeled, right? That, that talks oh, yes. about the stories. Yeah. 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 Well, because we had a, we had a memorial service for him. I edited it to about 10 minutes of the, of the, of this, of the time he met my, his wife, my mom and the, and the time of what, what the sum total of his life was about and how he wished to be remembered. Mm. And we played that, in the church during the memorial service on the loudspeaker in his own voice and there wasn't a, a dry eye yeah but it was yeah. an impactful thing for everyone because they could picture him standing in the back of the church with a microphone telling us yes yes so and it became it became very important and uh so yeah, Dana's got it exactly right. You are a storyteller. You are a sales guy. You are a bartender. You did all, you do it. You're a great storyteller. Get no, some I mean, it's really a good idea. To share your stories, you know? 
Yeah, yeah. No, it's a really great idea. I really never thought about it. it. And make sure you send it to us when you do it. I, I want to watch that channel. <laughs> If you choose to do yeah, that. Yeah, I mean, the, the, book, the book has 37 chapters, 37 yes. adventures, 37 lessons, basically, right? Yeah. And some of them are just really simple, you know? Yeah. Um, I was looking at the other one. I'll keep this brief under a minute. There's a chapter called Obsession, right? Mm -hmm. um, and I wrote about it because I become obsessive, yeah. you know? Especially when I feel I've been wronged and there's no justice coming to, 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 to fix all the wrongs, right? Yeah. I get really, really pissed. Um, and so, and, and, and it becomes all I talk about. Right. So my friend, my friend said, um, you know, you're getting a little obsessive. I'm like, what are you talking about? And, and he goes, you talk about Richard all the time. He goes, Richard's not going to change. That's who he is. Mm. Right. And you are who you are. And he says, here's something. Just stop saying his name. I said, when? He goes, how about now? <laughs> and so I, uh, <laughs> and I did that for a month. And by the end of two months, I, I had stopped talking about him and the obsession was gone. And I felt like a million pounds lighter Wow! Right? because I, I didn't have to be right because you know what? Maybe we were both a little wrong. We we're both trying, but it was never going to get resolved to anyone's satisfaction. Right. I mean, it wasn't. And, right. and I thought that was, yeah. So. I said, wow. don't obsess over things. It's too heavy to carry. It. I love it. <laughs> that's a, that's a, that's an excellent point. Is he, and that's the thing is that in other cultures, people look at the elders in, uh, with esteem. They look at them like they've been on the planet. They know more. And so they go to them for advice mm -hmm. in this culture. They tend to throw older people away and, mm -hmm. uh, they put us, they put them in a home. And they just leave them there and, and, and stuff. It's important that people that have got life experience to put that out there so that people can relate to it and understand the things that you're, you're, that you're talking about that you've learned through experience of, of exactly right. 65, 67 years of experience. I mean, I mean, I think if you were like yourself, Dana, uh, myself, I'll put them down in that group is like, you really try hard. You want to do something good, leave the place a better place. Uh, and, you know, the, the, the one thing I, I said in the book was, I wish I had a mentor, one or two. But I was the kind of person that says, I only take my own advice, right? And so <laughs> I learned the hard way, like way too much. You know, mm -hmm. I, I, I needed to develop some listening skills, right? Mm -hmm. um, so that I, I wouldn't do that and make all these dopey mistakes. Right. But I, I will contend that there are no mistakes because each thing that you did that, that you then had to self-correct gave you the experience and the knowledge to be able to share that with others so that you can help them avoid some of that stuff. Yeah. Well yeah. I mean, I think you have to be alert and conscious in your life, right? You just, yep. you just can't go through it, right? You, you got to be somewhat alert and conscious. I don't mean over the top, but you got to check in with what you're doing sometimes because mm -hmm. it may not be right. You know, mm -hmm. we all, we all think we got it. We all think that we're doing the right thing sometimes and yep. quite often we're not right. Just flat out not doing it. Mm. Or we're not doing it as well as we might otherwise do it. If we, right. if we, True. if we just paid attention. 
you know. Yeah. So uh, Kevin Kehoe has been our guest today, and the name of his book again. Give us the entire title, Kev. Um, thanks, Kev. It's the one hit wonder. It's the I can't do it. It's the real life adventures of an average guy and the lessons he learned along the way. And, and I the will website continue. is one site is one hit wonder dot site. And I will contend that you are not an average guy. <laughs> you know, I, I tell my wife, I said, I mean, I never had great SAT scores or things like that, you know, um, but I, I was willing to put the work in. And that's, that's why I said, I may not be the brightest guy in the world, but I'm like a dog on your leg. I will not let you go. You know? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it. Kevin. You are a lively soul, and I feel so honored to have spent this time with you. Thank you so much for who you are. Thank you for sharing your stories and your lessons. And and I feel I feel like I'm leaving this space better than when I came in. So mission accomplished. You can check that off this interaction. Um, so thank you. <laughs> and I appreciate that. Thanks for saying that. Absolutely. Well, and also I, th I think the idea of, of you putting your stories on tape and uh and publishing them on youtube and stuff is nothing short of brilliant yeah no i, I agree i think it's a really good idea yeah i'm and, gonna do it uh, my invitation do you care if i offer an invitation kevin yes that every day uh see where you are accomplishing that mission where you're leaving everywhere you go a better place the more you gather that the more soul fulfilled you will have like you'll have that soul fulfilling experience it's not if i do this or if i do this i'll have left this world a better place no you're doing it that's that has come through so strong during the session like kevin you're living it you're doing it you are incredible at it and it's happening already in your life you can bet your bet your your bottom dollar on that like you really are you're you're doing it and i invite you to really train your mind to see that you are living that mission and you're doing a great job at it you're doing so incredible thank you and i know i don't know you but i can sense it and feel it and that was a message not straight really from me but came through me that i i wanted to share before we end no i really appreciate that it's 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 vital that that you know and Danny you need to write a book about that because it, it's vital that we all do that every day. Yeah. That's that's why we're here, uh, mm -hmm. not just sleepwalk through life, but yeah. to live it with intention and purpose. Mm -hmm. And uh, Kev, that's what you've done, and yep. that's what you are doing. And I that's agree. Yep, try to do it. Try to do it. Yep. Yes, you're doing more than trying for sure. You're yep. in it. You're doing it every day, focusing on it. Remember the gospel according to Yoda. <laughs> do or not, there is no try. Yeah, do or do not, there is no try. You're doing. There is it. no try. Thank you. That's very true. <laughs> well, thank you, Kevin, so much. Thanks, everybody. Been, it has been such a pleasure. Is there anything? But now I always do this, and I want to do it for you. Is there anything that you would like to say to our audience, those that are listening now, or those that will listen in the future, about anything that you would like them to know? Um. I, I don't know. There's, there's something I've learned because of the cancer. Um, um, and it's about not to be cheap with your love. Um, like I tell my guy friends all the time, I love them now. 
And I do, I do. I want them to know that, right? That I do that. And, and I think if you can get yourself there to that place where you're not saving it, because you're going to do it at a later date when you're older. Um, I'll tell you, it's been an amazing thing for me. I, I just, um, I, I hug men. <laughs> I <love laughs> I <do. laughs> and I was never that way. I was never a huggy guy, right? So this, that was quite a change. And, uh, and it's a great thing because it changes the dynamic, I think, between the two people, right? Yeah. And it gives them, it gives them permission to say the same thing back. Yes. Yes. So anyway, that's it, Kev. I'd say that. Uh, oh, that's so good. You're you're making a difference in men's lives by how you show up. In I think a bigger way than you'll I, I don't think you'll fully know until later when you can see your life and see the profound ripple effect of what that's doing for men. I, I, I've studied a lot in cultural and, and emotional intelligence in our culture and things like that. And, and what you're doing is you're creating a, a disturbance in how men have showed up, meaning bringing stuff up and showing them a different way. And I, I, I know I keep talking, but I just thank you. Thank you, Kevin. I just love and appreciate you so much. You're doing you're great. Welcome. We've again been talking, talking to Kevin Cahoe, and he's going to be on the show again, God willing, if he'll if he'll consent to it, on May 11th. On 11th, 1 o'clock? Uh, it's going to be 4 o'clock, I believe, on KKNW and, uh, and stuff. So, Kevin, if you wait right there, I've got to do this, and we'll be right back. Okay. Thanks for enjoying this episode all the way to the end. Please give us a like and subscribe to this channel. This has been a production of KMmedia.pro. Please visit our website, oddly enough, named KMmedia.pro for more details about us and our mission, which is to provide great, positive programming designed to inspire us all. I'm Kevin McDonald, and I'm proud of these shows, and I truly hope that you'll like them and share them with friends and family. So on behalf of our entire team, remember, be kind to each other because each other